Hey, everybody. Mike Rothman here, General Manager of TechStrong Research, Chief Strategy Officer of TechStrong Group. We are here for another recording of the TechStrong Research Review. It's actually a special one. We are at the end of the year, so we are going to do our little TechStrong Research Review 2022 retrospective. I'm joined, as always, by Mitch Ashley, my pal, my uh, colleague, my friend. Mitch, how are you, brother? What's going on? All the same back to you, my friend. Uh, glad to be here, as always, Mitch Ashley, CTO and also principal with TechStrong Research, working with Mike in the endless business. So yeah, this is our year-end wrap-up show. You know, we could do this for about a three-hour show, though. We could make it about 15 minutes, I think. <laughs> we'll lose everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, when you think 2022 has really been an, an interesting year, Right. We, you, you know, obviously for me personally, you know, joining Tech Strong and get, being part of the team and starting to, you know, build out something that I think is, is really cool with the research uh, group. Um, so, but it's been a strange year, right? I mean, you know, between a war breaking out and obviously economic uncertainty and, you know, just technology evolution and a lot of MA because. And you just have valuations coming back to earth. So, you know, I, there are a lot of deals that have been done, but not as many as before when money was kind of free, interest rates going up. So, yeah, it's, it's been a year of of kind of uncertainty, a year of, of unsettling. Uh, I think that's kind of mapped into a lot of the areas that, that we follow. I mean, you know, it's funny, we, we were talking the other day uh, and and we had one speaker, we were trying to line up for the predict show and, you know, we had him slotted into the cloud native environment and he's like, yeah, I don't really buy into that. I don't, you know, I'm just, I, I don't have personal experience in terms of folks that have, you know, kind of made this cloud native, you know, transition. And, and, it, and it forced us to take a step back and go, yeah, you know, we live in kind of the future to a degree, right? This intersection of DevOps and cloud native having some security with digital transformation as the catalyst for a lot of this environment. And, you know, sometimes we kind of get caught up in the fact that, yeah, it's really cool technology. And a lot of our buddies are doing some really cool stuff. It's a really big world out there, right? And when I kind of look back, um, at, at 2022, I think we're going to kind of see it as, as the inflection point. I think we are at a point where we have to be more effective in terms of how we do things. And that forces us, you know, to kind of start to embrace operational motions like DevOps. I think when we have to optimize cost, right, you have to start looking at, you know, kind of cheaper options, you know, more community-based options. And that starts to drive you towards a lot of the cloud native uh, environments. I think there's a general dissatisfaction with the state of protection and prevention, right, in security and monitoring and and, and everything else. So I think there's going to be a lot of, of focus on that. So, you, you know, it'll be interesting. I think we'll look back and, and the uncertainty that we're going through now, a lot of the economic headwinds, 
I think are going to result in some significant innovation on the part of uh, all technology, you know, organizations. And that's pretty much every, you know, company now. Uh, so it'll be interesting, right? It'll be interesting. You know, one of our our theme, our themes are, you know, kind of a, a, along those lines too, you know, for Predict that we're doing in, in early January. So, you know, it's been an interesting year. Mitch, what, what are your general observations on, on kind of the year after I, you know, got on my soapbox for a little while? <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I think it's a year of confirming some things and it's a year of expect anything, right? You know, we thought the pandemic was the random thing that was going to show up. No, all the things that you mentioned and red waves or no red red waves or, you know, what what the economy and what are we going to be doing next year? And everybody kind of hitting that in certain dip. I think we're kind of coming out of that. Um, so I think I think the watchword is Anything can happen. You don't control most of it. So be nimble and be able to move when you need to move and adjust. And I don't want to say the pivot word, but you know, it, it, you've got to be yeah. flexible and agile. And uh, and on the, on the other hand, it's been a year of really com- confirmation of a lot of things have kind of locked into how we do stuff. I think DevOps is locked in. Not everybody is doing it. I'm not saying that. But it is the expectation that, like, most people, if you're not doing it already, you're going to be doing it. And and a lot of people are invested in uh, making it happen in their organizations, and some are pretty far along. Maybe cloud native is, 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 you know, on the horizon of potentially getting there. It's certainly, you know, got a lot of buzz in our industry. SRE has really hit home. Observability has really hit hit home with people. Um, app security is really, I think, kind of landed. Now it's really, you know, taking roots. Yeah. And I've talked a lot about how security is morphing and changing and becoming something kind of more broader than, than the old security you and I know from what we started in. So in a way, we kind of have a new place to build from uh, than we maybe even did a year ago. So it's, to me, it's exciting. Uh, but you know, you and I know have gone through a couple of downturns. Yes, downturns suck, but also great things come out of it, right? Yeah. People get laid yeah. off at certain companies. Uh, yeah. Forces you to be disciplined about this, and so you invest in the right things instead of you know wasting money on stuff you don't need to be doing. So th- there's upsides to downsides, it's downturns. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's an interesting thing. You know, really starting to question a lot of you know kind of the. Um, bacchanalia that's happened over the last, you know, three or four years, right? And from a technology, you do, or look it up. You can Google it right now, Mitch. I'll, I'll okay. give you a sec to, to go and do that. Bacchanalia. Um, but you, you know, what, what, what's interesting is, is, you know, since most of us can be, you know, Going a little a little nerdy, um, you, you know, as you were talking, the, the, the image that kind of flowed into me was this idea that, um, you know, this time last year, it, it was kind of a new hope, right? You, you, you know, we had all this stuff. I mean, just the market was going bonkers. I mean, you, you know, it just it felt like, you know, everything was moving in the right direction. And and, and this year, it, it kind of feels like the empire strikes back, right? Uh, you know, I don't think you understand, yeah, you know, who's your, who's your DevOps daddy, right? But, you, you know, I mean, I think that uh, you know, there's just, there's just been kind of a, a reevaluation, right? A pushback on the part of, you know, let's just take shift left. And we'll talk about this a lot in, during predict, 
Uh, right. There's this pushback about, you know, kind of the, you do developers really have to take on all this responsibility. And, you know, we're starting to you know talk about shifting back to the right a bit, you know, after maybe we over rotated on that front. You, you know, you look at, at, at even DevOps. Right. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that folks are questioning you know, kind of the role DevOps has uh, in, you know, both how we're provisioning our infrastructures for us, how we're building, you know, integrating and developing and, and deploying uh, our code. But you have folks that are, you know, poking at it, right? You, you know, just, you know, oh, platform engineering is going to replace DevOps. And no, no, there's room for everybody. And, you know, we're calling things different things at, at, at this point. And, you know, that's more marketing than anything else. But it just feels like, you know, folks are, are chopping away at the, you know, kind of the, the, the field good stuff that we've been doing over the last, you know, couple of years, which is inevitably the case. And, you know, will it be 23? Will it be, you know, midway through 24, you know, that we kind of, you know, get to the return of the Jedi phase? Um, I don't know, but it, but it's coming, right? Because because we see a lot of this stuff. And, and the thing that I always say about DevOps, right, is that when we stop talking about it, that's when people really start doing it, right? And 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 I think we are at that stage of, of DevOps right now, and that it's just not that sexy anymore. It's not that exciting. But you look at what some of the companies are doing, whether it's you know, kind of uh, GitHub uh, as part of Microsoft, you know, starting to integrate a lot of automation and, and deployment in there. When you look at what GitLab is doing from a growth standpoint, it's, it's really impressive from that perspective. So you're starting to see these things, you know, Cloud Bees, I mean, all these other companies in the ecosystem. Um, you're starting to see these things, you know, kind of start to take root and start to, you know, hit their, you know, massive increase in, in deployments. And, and again, to me, those are all indicative that, you know, the machine is fighting back a little bit, but underneath the surface, you know, the water continues to flow, you know, downstream. And, and that's exactly where we want it to be. Yeah, it, it, it really has changed things. You know, you think about how much our world has changed in the last even a couple of years. It's pretty amazing. I think looking into 2023, and we're working on Predict together, which is a great pleasure. I'm excited. January 12th, everybody join us. January 12th. Is the, uh, there's, there's a lot of community as well as elevating uh, disciplines within our organizations, right? Ops isn't just the, you know, whatever-headed stepchild, right, in the background, and we always throw stuff over to them, and they just got to suck it up. Right? They're They're... They're applying engineering discipline. They've got respect, <laughs> you know, and and open source has moved into a whole new phase. And I think about the open telemetry and how many tech companies have given up agents to adopt OTEL or at least combine it with their own. And, you know, it, you don't see that very often. And so I think there's a real community of wanting to share and work together. Maybe it's because we're all been stuck on Zoom and not been able to. To work side by side, but I, I think that's one of the things that I'm interested to see how much that'll accelerate. I mean, we could talk about all the tax stuff, but it's the yeah. people that make it happen, right, Mike? It, it it is the people, and 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 it'll be interesting for me to kind of see as we go into 23, you know, which companies are going to hit the gas on digital transformation, right, and which ones are going to pull back. And ultimately, we're not going to know for a couple of years which decision is right, um, but you're going to see a, a bifurcation, right? I mean, you know, there are just some companies that have made significant investments and they're probably questioning those investments because, by the way, it's hard, right? It's hard. It takes, you know, consistent effort over a long period of time. It takes the the, the reality that not everything is going to go as you had hoped and that you're going to run into some some challenges, uh, in terms of what your digital transformation efforts uh, are going to be. 
Um, and some companies, you know, kind of when things get tight, they're just gonna, you know, again, circle the wagons and, and do what they do and what they've always done. Whereas you have other companies with more of a growth or an innovative mindset that are going to lean into it, knowing that, you, you know, that survival for them is is at stake. And, and that really is the, the discussion. So it'll be interesting just to, again, see how that shakes out, right? You know, see which of the organizations continue to to make significant investments, even though it's going to be difficult, even though they're going to have to tighten their belt in other areas. Um, you know, and 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 see how that kind of ripples through the rest uh, of the environment, right? You know, how's that going to impact again the development tools and the processes that that you know kind of have driven that? How's that going to impact you know the adoption of you know some of these new technologies and and open source you know capabilities? How's that going to impact? you know, our protection strategies and, and and our monitoring strategies. And, you know, what are we not going to be able to do, you know, from a security standpoint, because we've got to continue to, you know, invest in the infrastructure or the change, you know, agents or, or projects that will represent that kind of transformation within the organization. So it, it, it you know, I kind of get this way every year, right? You know, like oh, a lot of stuff happening that you could think about, you know, what's going to happen uh, in the future. But, but it just, it feels to me like, you know, this transition from 22 to 23 uh, is going to be, you know, a little bit, you know, one bumpier, right? But two, a little bit more impactful. And I think that the decisions that a lot of organizations are are making um, this year, right? You know, really the first half of this year are really going to either, you know, kind of set up a company for prolonged sustainable success uh, or, you know, we're, we're going to be digging, you know, ditches for these folks, you know, kind of within two, three years beyond that. It does have kind of a, a get real feel to it, right? It's, uh, you know, kind of get, getting down to just brass tacks and not looking to the future. It's doing both, but sort of, uh, you know, you're not trying to do everything. You, you can't follow all paths, right? You've got to pick a path, a couple paths, you know, what, what's strategic, what you need to do tactically. And, uh, you know, whether you're re- rebuilding or rethinking supply chains or, you know, jobs coming back to the U.S. or, you know, working more in lash internationally and dealing with, you know, so much, so many different uh, kind of recovery paths of different companies and different countries. It, it's, it, it, there's some strategy to it, but there's some luck to it, Mike. Let's let's face you it. Bet. You know, uh, you I bet. wish I could say all the good decisions uh, that I've made were because I I was smart. I think uh, maybe two percent of them <laughs> because of that. So yeah, a lot of yeah, me too, like, right? I mean, a lot, lot more luck than it is anything else. <laughs> timing and luck is so much of it. So that I think that's you know when people make bets, when companies make bets, whether it's technology or strategies. I think this is what you're referring to, is it's exciting to see what happens, what's going to happen, what's going to take hold, what's going to prove to be the right strategy or a one of the right strategies. And maybe the outcome will be different than any of us thought, but the outcome is good versus one that we have to pull back on. Yeah. So, so let me put you on the spot, Mitch. Uh, uh, let, let's just pick pick one thing that happened in 2022 that you think is going to reverberate for a number of years. I mean, just water it down. And again, I, there are not another many, and I know it's an unfair question, and I'm not even going to apologize for it because I, you know, part of part of the idea is, you know, let let's see what you come up with when given a, a very difficult, you know, question off the cuff. Well, you know, I I felt for a long time 
that we've been sitting on our heels in security. We've just been doing the same stuff, a new way with a new product, with a new company. And, you know, the vulnerability management stuff that I built in the early 2000s, all that stuff didn't seem like anything really innovative have happened. I don't need to give credit due where it is due, but I think we're at an inflection point where now security has got got a much wider field to play in. It's, and it's in the software and it's not just infrastructure. It's up the stack, right? And into the application. It's into APIs and things like that. Um, I think that is potentially, you know, game-changing for how we can secure applications. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and it's all of a sudden going to get fixed. Right. But what we were doing wasn't making it much better every year. We're just kind of, you know, over-rotating on the same strategy. So I think that's that'd be my most biggest thing I think that's impactful yeah. over my career anyway. So now you need to, I, you're easy at predicting this stuff. So you, you probably won't feel to get the pressure I do to make such a statement. But what, what are you thinking about, Mike? You know, it, it, it's interesting because, and, and I love that one, Mitch. I mean, I really do think that, you know, kind of after decades of struggle in terms of, you know, getting any kind of visibility or enterprise type support for application security, I, I'm not going to say we're done, but I do think that, you know, kind of things are moving in the right direction. There's still resistance. There's still a lot of, you know, kind of pushback. Uh, because of the, you know, wacky incentive system. But I think enough people understand how important that is that, you know, we are going to continue to see slow, steady progress on that front. Um, to me, the most impactful, you know, thing that happened in, in 2022 happened around identity and access management, right? And 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 what you had is you, you had a number of actually pretty substantial public companies that were taken private by Toma Bravo. Um, and, you know, whether it's Dalepoint or Ping Identity and a couple of years ago they had done, you know, kind of Centrify and 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 now it's Delinea, uh, which is really on, you know, kind of the, the secrets management and, and some operational directory operational, you know, type stuff. Um, and, and when you start to see this transition that we're making to whether it's public infrastructure, or open source infrastructure, you know, stuff that's cloud hosted, it, you know, however you want to frame it. IAM really becomes the central point of how you both provision and protect most of the things that you're doing. And a lot of really interesting assets are now, you know, kind of within a private, you know, public, um, you know, private equity type of uh, environment. So, so to see, you know, kind of how they invest for growth, what are they going to fold in? Is it really about, you, you know, let me go and win this market. Is it about, I'm going to consolidate all this stuff and, you know, take the fact that again, SailPoint has a whole bunch of enterprise customers and Ping has a whole bunch of enterprise customers. And, you know, we're going to put them together, we're going to streamline it, and we're going to, you know, run this thing for, for profitability at the expense of growth. I don't know, right? Because I see IAM is such a huge opportunity, you know, to really establish, you know, kind of the the trendsetter, right? The the leader in in the space. Um, and it'll be interesting to see again how these assets kind of come together, how they start to collaborate um and really start to leverage kind of that common platform that, that Toma Bravo has uh built uh to see where that goes. So, so to me that was really an unimpactful, thought leading, potentially game changing, and I really hate that word, right? But you know, something that can really kind of change the 
you know, viewpoint and outlook of, of the entire, you know, kind of structure that, that we're doing and it. And it's kind of controlled by, by one, you know, investor now. So, so that, to me, that was, you know, interesting. That was impactful. It's going to be again, very curious to, to see how that shakes out because we, and again, we'll talk about this at predict too, but I am is, is really, you know, kind of just a center piece to, you know, what we have to do in order to, you know, kind of enable this next wave of, of innovation. And, and, and it'll be interesting to see how they, how they handle that. And there's, and there's an interesting intersection between both of our, you know, game changers, if you use that word, um, because IAM isn't just about people identities, right? We used to just talk about machine to machine. Well, we're talking about APIs. We're talking about all, all up and down the stack, identity, uh, Internet of Things identity. All, all of it is identity, right? Secrets and management or authentication, et cetera. So th- there's kind of a cool intersection. Just a quick story. I was at a conference. This is pre-pandemic where a major company, uh, a uh, coffee company who has lots of stores that I frequent, uh, <laughs> starts with star and ends with bucks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. one of the, one of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, security executives, we we're talking about strategy of how do you get engaged with software groups? And long story short, this individual said, we just went to the cloud and we worked on IAM and we put the IAM infrastructure together in the cloud. And we told all the apps, Whatever you want to go, this is done for you. Build from here. And all of a sudden, we're engaged because everything has IAM in it, right? And I thought, that's pretty brilliant. That's great. Now, maybe this, we'll see more of that or even better strategies like that. But I agree with you. That's, it is central to everything everything that we're doing. So, you know, again, we're, as you can tell folks, right, we're excited about, about where things are going. We're excited about the future. Yes, it's going to be bumpy, but it always is, right? There's a, a decent amount of gray hair you know, kind of on, on this panel, uh, and, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, probably even a little bit more experience, uh, on that front, which, which means we, we've kind of seen this, we've done this, this is not our first rodeo from the standpoint of understanding how to, you know, navigate through a downturn. So yeah, it is, we are going to have periods of bumpiness over the next, you know, three, four five, maybe six quarters on that front. But, um, as you said, I really like that, that framing, right. You know, kind of finding the upside in the downturn. Uh, I think that's, you know, that really is the way to, to frame, you know, I think what we need to do in, in 2023 uh, and, and really focus in, and streamlining efforts, right? I think many of us got, you know, kind of a little bit overbuilt, right? A little bit lazy from the standpoint of, of driving things. We just thought it was a little bit too easy. And uh, yeah, we've been around too long to know that that was, you know, and I should have seen it coming earlier, but you never do. Uh, it feels too good, no, you know, when it when it's going on. Win, right? Yeah, you, you don't know, know when, and you're just like, but hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it now. And it's like, oh crap, I you know I don't enjoy it <laughs> when everybody's going to be buying your own island somewhere. So yeah, that's exactly. yeah, that's a whole other skill. Exactly. <laughs> so with that, want to thank everybody for playing along with us. You know, this year we're going to do a lot more cool stuff, both you know within the review and and the text on research uh, next year. Uh, and, um, yeah, we will see you in early January, right? January 12th predict don't, uh, you know, don't mess with it. We're going to have a whole bunch of trend documents. That'll be, you know, kind of consumable from that standpoint. We're going to introduce, you know, a couple of new pulse meters that we're working on, uh, right now, some other research initiatives that we have going. Um, so it's going to be an exciting time for, for us, for text research and hopefully for you guys too. So with that, uh, Mitchell have, have a great holiday, you, you know, be safe. Enjoy time with uh, with the family and 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 uh, whatever else you plan to do while uh, 
while we are out and, and recovering and recharging over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we will see everybody in early January. We'll see you all soon. Same, same to you on the holiday. And thanks for everybody for following along with us. We, we do appreciate the feedback and engaging with you. So be safe, everyone. We'll see you in 2023.